Clear is a faster way into Capital One Arena. Download the free Clear app to beat the crowds on game day. Enter through the Clear Lane at the 7th and G Street entrance across from Clyde's. This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. The Capitals wrap up the Western Canada swing tonight against the Canucks. Alex Ovechkin still looking to pass Yarmir Yager. And Tarek El-Bashir from The Athletic will join us from Vancouver. Good morning, everybody. It is Friday, March 11th. Welcome to Caps This Morning here on Caps Radio 24-7. Presented by Clear, the faster way into Capital One Arena. With three points out of a possible four already in the bank. The Capitals look to finish a challenging road trip strong tonight at Rogers Arena in Vancouver, facing the Canucks at 10 o'clock. Alex Ovechkin will again try to move past Yarmir Yager into sole possession of third place. On the NHL's all-time goal scored list, Vitek Vanacek expected to be back in goal for Washington, chasing his fourth straight win, and the top six forwards are producing. The power play is rolling, and perhaps... The Capitals have turned this ship around after struggling at midseason. Now with points in four in a row, three wins in that span. They take on a Vancouver team that is fighting to get into the top eight out west. Joining us from Vancouver here on Caps this morning, you saw him on TNT in Edmonton. You hear from him often on this show, Tarek El-Bashir from The Athletic joining us here. Sir, you were on the scene at Rogers Place Thursday, and in doing your sideline gig, you got to be there for a little bit of history from Nick Baxter. Pretty great you were able to be on the national call, and pretty great you were there for that moment, too. It it was a lot of fun. Uh, You know, it's always fun getting back to Canada. This is my first time since COVID that I've been north of the border, so I was super excited about that, and we're at the stage in the Capitals trajectory where I feel like there's a milestone every week. Some are bigger than others, Two of the biggest ones that are still out there were on the table. It was really great to see Nicholas Backstrom, you know, get his thousand point there. You know, even though it looked like for a moment, you know, they had taken it away from him, it was great to see him actually get it. I think everyone was really hoping that Alex Ovechkin would have cinched up third place all time in goals. You know, he had some great looks. Didn't happen. Uh, he'll get back at it against Vancouver. Great atmosphere. You know, I, I miss being up here. Full buildings. Everyone's at, on the edge of their seat, you know, living and dying with every play. It was a blast. We were saying and kind of almost hyping it along in the second period when the Capitals had all of those power plays. Yeah. It'd be great if Alex scored the goal and Nikki got 1,000 all at the same time. But actually, I think it worked out better because Nikki actually got his own moment. There are so many times where he does not. If he had been the guy, it would have been, oh, yeah, he got 1,000 points on the same goal that Alex moves into third place. So it was kind of nice that it was TJ Oshie on the power play instead, and he got that moment to himself. He doesn't get that many, let's be honest. You know, more importantly, he got his own puck. We had talked about yes. that uh, before the game. What if it does happen on the same play? Do they cut the puck in half? What do they do? It was funny. I, I was in the, the post-game news conference afterwards talking to Nick. And uh, it's always funny when, you know, you can kind of see some, when someone gets a milestone, you can always see the PR guys in the back handing off the puck. And hey, are you going to put the tape on it? Who's going to mark it? You know, that was kind of happening behind us. It just, it's just great that uh, that Nicholas, I mean, in my opinion, you know, he's going to go down as the second greatest capital, you know, to this point behind Alex Ovechkin. I mean, you can make the argument for some others. You know, I, I think the, the others that you can make the argument for all played for other teams and put up points with other teams. Nick did it all here. 
did it all here. I talked to Darnell Nurse before the game in Edmonton, and I asked him, I said, what makes Nicholas so special? And he just shook his head. He was like, he's the best passer I've ever seen. He goes, you can take away his time and space. You can do everything by textbook. You can put your stick on his stick. You can be up in his grill. He just finds that extra two inches of space and makes that saucer pass. And there's not a darn thing you can do about it. TJ Oshie, a pair of goals, the one that got Nikki 1000, and then, of course, the one that ends up forcing overtime. I like what I've seen from Anthony Mantha in his return, Alex Ovechkin heating up again. It's funny what good health can do to the top six, and now it kind of feels to me, and curious on your opinion too, are we finally seeing the top six forwards on this team rounding into form coming down the stretch here? It does seem like from a timing standpoint, Nicholas Backstrom is looking more comfortable. His skating stride, let's be honest, those first few weeks, it looked a little clunky. It looked a little concerning. He's starting to look like he's working his way back into game shape. And he was never a fast skater. He's a good enough skater. It looks like he's getting back to where he needs to be. The hands were always there. You know, He was still racking up assists even while he was trying to feel out, feel his way back. TJ Oshie looks like he's getting his hands back too. Tom Wilson does the best he can on that power play when he's got to go in the middle there. But it's just different when TJ's out there, the way he distributes the puck, the way he directs traffic, the way he attracts attention. And of course, you know, what he does when that puck's on his stick there in the middle of that diamond. That's a big part of this, John, is the power play is back. You know, it's not what it was maybe in 2014-15 when it was, you know, top of the league, but it's gone from hurting the Capitals to and you killing momentum to now it's been pretty good lately. Uh, it's going with some key goals. And, you know, I think that backs teams off a little bit. You don't want to put a hot power play on the ice backs them off a little bit. So just in general, I think you think you nailed it. This team does feel like it's starting to trend in the right direction at the right time. You know, you just hope Vitek Vanacek can, you know, stay consistent and stay healthy. Although Ilya Samsonov was awesome. But the problem is he's either awesome or eh. so he's got to find a little bit of a middle ground there. But, you know, just in general, I'm just looking at everything, even the 515 play looks like it's starting to rebound a little bit. So good signs, good signs indeed. A little bit of goalie discussion here. You mentioned Vanacek. You mentioned a game that, that Sammy had against Edmonton. Most recently on Tuesday night, the victory for Vitek that was his third in a row. I do feel, and I know the numbers were there for Ilya in the game. You make 36 on 40. A lot of rebounds. I don't know from a technical standpoint. I wonder sometimes, you know, he just, he's square for the first one. The rebound control still at times is a bit of an issue. But just in the general sense, I feel like Vitek Vitek is just, they play with a lot more confidence over the course of the last couple of weeks here than maybe Elia. And he, I'm glad he got the opportunity and his numbers certainly, listen, you're not doing anything on a Connor McDavid breakaway at the end. Your state of the goaltenders here on the road trip as you're with the team here and, and traveling around, give me your sense of what's going on that you see up close. I do think that you nailed it there, John. The, the Capitals do feel like they play with a little more confidence in front of VTech. I think they know that he has their back a little bit more. They're able to maybe jump up in the play a little bit more. I'm talking, speaking about the demon going down the walls to keep plays alive because they know that, okay, well, if we do give up a, a partial odd man the other way, you know, VTech's going to make the stop most likely. It's hard to speak to where their confidence is with Ilya, but I'll tell you, he was really, really good last night. And that's, and that's the danger of kind of the situation the Capitals are in with that, with their goaltending situation is it feels like they kind of made up their mind a couple of days, a couple of, maybe a week ago. And then Ilya has a performance like that. And you're like, oh, there's that talent. There's that size. There's that athleticism. At some point you got to kind of make up your mind. 
on what direction things are going to go here with regard to your goal. And, you know, I'm talking short-term and long-term short-term, you know, at some point you're going to want to kind of, you don't have to name your number one, but you're going to have to have your guy, right? You're going to have to have your guy that, you know, big game, Saturday night at home, playoff game, number one, that's your guy. There's no, if, if we're asking Peter Laviolette the day after the regular season, who, who's starting game one, then, you know, that's a problem. It shouldn't, oh, it shouldn't no doubt. It shouldn't be a question mark whether they go out and get someone that first day of practice for the playoffs. That shouldn't be a question that comes up. It should be about the power play. It should be about the opponent. It should be about anything. But if that's still unknown, what's the old adage from football? If you have two quarterbacks, you don't have one. You know, it's it's kind of the same way with regard to goaltenders when it gets to this time of year. I'll tell you, I, I was not a big VTech believer. I just felt like there was a ceiling there and, you know, he, he just was, you know, a guy I think was going to, I thought was going to tap out as a, you know, reliable backup in this league. January showed me a little something. January showed me there might be more there. Oh, there is more there. You know, I just, how much more is there? That said, I still think from what I'm hearing from my league sources, the caps are in on Marc-Andre Fleury. I mean, that's the guy that they, that they feel would solidify that position. Whether the deal get done or not, I think you know there are other teams that are going to be involved. Obviously, Flurry has a lot of control over what happens, but I do think this next what do we got about a little less than two weeks? It's going to be really critical when it comes to what direction Brian McClellan decides to go with his with regard to arguably the most important position in hockey this time of year. Last thought before we let you go, and this on tonight's opponent, the Vancouver Canucks Capitals at the end of a Western Canadian swing here. Vancouver bit them back in January, Capital One Arena. There's a lot of trade talk around them. Is JT Miller going to hang around? Is Bruce Boudreaux going to get this team in the playoffs? They are single digits back of the eighth spot in the West now. What's your sense of where the Canucks are after being around the Canucks yesterday at practice? So yesterday was a surprise optional practice. It was mostly the scratches out there, but I did get a chance to catch up with one of my favorite people in the world, Bruce Boudreaux. Just just chatted with him for a minute. And he said he does feel like there's a new sense of urgency. I think they got that first big bump, you know, that every team gets when there's a coaching change and then, you know, kind of guys relax and then there's a little bit of a backslide. I I think you've seen that with with Edmonton even, you know, it's just something that happens. But I think all the teams that are now now single digits out and are down to like 25 games or so, you're going to see that urgency level start to kick up. I mean, these guys are professionals. They're competitive as heck. This team is going to, number one, they're going to want to get two points on home ice. Number two, you never want to be the team that's in the highlight reels when the big milestone happens. So, you know, Demko and the defensive core, I mean, like they do not want to be on Ovi's passing Yager highlight reel. So it should be a good game. It should be a very good game. And like you said, um, they always seem to play the Caps tough. Bruce always wants to beat beat the Caps. So I'm looking forward to a good one here. Well, Tarek, great to see you on TNT this week. Look forward to seeing you back in D.C. when you return. Thanks for joining us here, sir. Hey, John, thanks for having me. There he is, our guy in Vancouver covering this one for the Athletic. Tarek El-Bashir. It's the Capitals and the Vancouver Canucks late night from British Columbia. It's a 10 o'clock start, 9.45 airtime on 106.7 The Fan. Caps game day with Ben. Get started at 4 o'clock this afternoon. Catch that exclusively on Caps Radio 24-7. You can hear it anywhere at CapsRadio247.com. In the meantime, have a great weekend, everybody. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go, Cap! Tune in to Caps Radio 24-7. Listen online via the Capitals mobile app at CapsRadio247.com. Or ask Alexa to play Caps Radio 24-7 on TuneIn.